It's been a tough few days for the Tigers on the recruiting trail. Where do things stand now for the 2023 class, the very important class at that? Plus, for 2022, well, that schedule's looking pretty tough, too. So let's talk about all this and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And since we're going to be talking a lot about recruiting today, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And if you followed this program recently, you know I've talked a lot about the Missouri potential offensive line class for 2023, especially in class and, well, just across the Mississippi River in East St. Louis, just a tremendous amount of quality high school offensive linemen in play for Missouri. But unfortunately, two of the four biggest names are now presumably off the board. First of all, Caden Green decided the Lee Summit product. Actually, originally, Caden did grow up in the state of Oklahoma, by the way, and grew up as a Sooners fan. So at a certain point, it's hard to be mad at Caden Green for deciding to go with the Sooners, especially when you consider that Oklahoma has put out just a, an incredible amount of NFL offensive linemen lately. So who, who am I to possibly argue with that decision? Now, obviously, as a Missouri fan, it hurts because we started to get our hopes up quite a bit, or at least I did. I won't speak for you, but for me, I really did start to get my hopes up with Caden Green because at one point it seemed like he was the least likely of maybe the big three, if you will, between he, Miles McVeigh of East St. Louis, and also Logan Reichert of the Kansas City area as well. Also, a guy I hadn't talked about as much was Amir Herring, another player that Missouri was in on pretty heavily. Well, he decided to stay home Go to, go to the University of Michigan. So again, none of these losses, these two losses in particular on the offensive line, are an indictment of Drinkwitz and his staff's recruiting really whatsoever. You can't, you can't do that at all. But let's take an Eli Drinkwitz quote from, from recent times. He said, we've spent two years really trying to win and build at the same time. We've got back-to-back bowl games and have the recruit the recruiting classes we have. I think the future is bright, but the future needs to be now. And on one hand, Drinkwitz's first real recruiting class, his first full class that wasn't primarily recruited by Barry Odom, the 2021 class, the 27th best in the country, according to Rivals.com. Well, 2022, even better. Top 15, in fact, the 15th best class. So you're hoping that we can continue that recruiting momentum. Now, if you follow a lot of advanced statistical arguments that happen on the deep college football webs, well, you know that momentum is not really something that a lot of those people believe in, just in terms of play-to-play, game-to-game, that sort of thing. But momentum in recruiting 
is very, very much a thing. And I guess I got to say, I was getting my hopes up a little bit with Caden Green. And not only that, if you read the tea leaves, and most specifically a quote from Miles McVeigh, again, the, the big offensive lineman prospect from East St. Louis, well, when he was asked who is most likely to get his services, well, unfortunately, Missouri was not mentioned in that discussion. Now, maybe... You know, maybe Miles, the young guy, just happened to forget about us, right? But everything I've been reading online lately has me to believe that it's probably going to be the Crimson Tide. But unfortunately, if you're a Tigers fan, that one stings a little. Again, you thought maybe we could get two of these three guys. My God, maybe we could get Caden Green as well. And again, none of this is a huge indictment. But when you're Missouri and you're now playing in the SEC, as we have been for 10 years, and now. Texas and Oklahoma will be entering the league. Tennessee seems to be rebounding. South Carolina may have themselves a good coach. And certainly Kentucky, as Missouri fans are all painfully too aware of, has brought up its game on the football field as well. So nothing is getting easy right now for the Tigers. Arkansas is back, by the way, seemingly, with Sam Pittman. So my point is, Missouri really has a chance in 2023 to strike while the iron's hot, to keep this recruiting momentum going. And it could be just a rare golden opportunity that, unfortunately, hopefully the Tigers don't miss out on. Was really hoping, too, that Luther Burden's presence on the team, along with Dominic Lovett, two former East St. Louis High School guys, might lure Miles McVeigh into the fold as well. It just doesn't appear that that's the case. However, I do have to say, now the biggest name to me on the board, period, regardless of of position for the Tigers, is Logan Reichert. Again, the Kansas City area prospect. He's every bit as good of a prospect as Caden Green and Miles McVeigh, from what I can tell. As I said before, if you've listened to me previously, we get one of those guys, it's still a win. Well, it's down, it looks like, to Missouri and Oregon. I think the Tigers feel pretty good about their chances. But if you're a tiny bit disappointed, like I am, about the early returns on the 2023 recruiting class, well, I can't say I blame you. It's not as though Missouri is doing badly on the recruiting trails. It's just in order to really push this program forward, we've got to shoot for the stars. And and I felt like this particular cycle was a unique opportunity, and so far the returns have been somewhat lacking, I have to admit. Now, speaking of returns, if you are a small business owner like me and my family over at Comotion Dance in Columbia, well, you'll know that sometimes your returns on actually hiring people aren't what you'd like them to be. Well, I've got a solution for you. It's LinkedIn Jobs, which makes it easier to grow your team. Small businesses are finally getting back out of this pandemic environment. Well, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to find the people you want to interview faster and for free. And most people think about LinkedIn as a social network where you put up your resume, right? Well, LinkedIn Jobs makes it so much easier for employers to find the best candidates possible. Add your job title, add the the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why LinkedIn is the number one 
rated job delivering site by small businesses. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 400 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Which NFL stars move the betting lines most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube as well. And you know what? Speaking of our friends at BetOnline.net, let's talk about the Missouri football schedule for 2022. And you know what? Here's the thing. Let's objectively look at this schedule the best we can, because I'll admit I've been guilty of this throughout my life as a Missouri football fan. It's really easy to look at, say, the the second game for the Tigers against Kansas State in Manhattan, Kansas, and you really just want to chalk that up as a win, don't you? It's really easy to just all the 50-50, even close to that type of toss-up game. Well, what the heck? Let's just give it to the Tigers, right? But again, what are our friends at betonline.net going to think about the Tigers? Because that's probably as good a way to objectively view this team and their chances, at least how the nation sees it at this point. Well, to be brutally honest with all of you, I think the Tigers are probably going to be, and almost certainly, going to be favored in two of the first six games. Another way to put that, they're going to be underdogs in four of the first six games. Now, clearly the Tigers are going to be favored against Louisiana Tech and Abilene Christian at home, but on the road in Manhattan, no way. Tigers are definitely going to be probably at least six-point underdogs there, I'd say, against a, a pretty darn solid, what's expected to be a solid Kansas State team, right? Of course, in a couple months, this could all look stupid when the Tigers blow the the doors off the Wildcats. Again, this is all hypothetical at this point. But as of today, as of July 12th, 2022, this is how it's looking. No chance the Tigers are going to be favored down in Auburn, right, for their first trip down there? Nah, don't think so. Georgia at home? Not a chance. Florida away? No, that's not happening either. The Tigers, despite beating the Gators and having their way pretty well with the Gators at times over this SEC period, they're not going to be favored, at least as of today. Now, where the Gators and the Tigers will be on October 8th, we'll find out. But again, as of today, you just can't say they're going to be favored. Now, of course, the Tigers are going to be favored against Vanderbilt, but now the rest of the season, New Mexico State, yeah, of course, they'll be favored against the Aggies. Those Aggies, I should say, by the way, not Texas A&M at home. But that's about it. I think Missouri is going to be favored in probably four games this year. Now, of course, does that mean that they're only going to win four games? Of course not. A lot of those games where the Tigers are projected to be underdogs, in particular, I would say at South Carolina right now, arguably Kentucky at home, certainly Kansas State, it's going to be about a touchdown type deal, maybe less. We'll see. But the point is, Boy, you look at that schedule for your Tigers. Again, we talked about recruiting momentum in the previous segment. If the Tigers want to keep that momentum going, they kind of need to have a decent season here. But unfortunately, with this schedule, 
you go six and six, that's a pretty decent season. You go seven and five, that actually might be a really, really good season. The problem is, how do you sell that to recruits? Can you sell that to your fan base? That another six and six season after essentially two of those in a row, Tigers were five and five in Drinkwitz's first year, six and six in the regular season with a bowl loss to Army last season. Is 500 going to do it for Tiger fans? Well, again, objectively speaking, maybe it should. With this schedule, maybe this should be a sign of progress. So I think if you're a Tiger fan, obviously we want to see tangible progress on the football field this season. But what I'm getting at is perhaps we shouldn't judge that by necessarily wins and losses because, my goodness, unfortunately, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky – Those programs are ahead of where Missouri is right now. They're just further along in rebuild, if you want to say that, for Tennessee and Arkansas. That would probably be fair. Not after last season. They're no longer rebuilding. But Kentucky, I mean, my goodness, Mark Stoops has been doing really well there. Now they seem to have the offense going, too. We'll see. They've changed offensive coordinators again because Liam Cohen went back to the NFL. But again, none of this looks easy, does it? Missouri has four games on paper that look easy, and those are the only four they're going to be favored in right now from our friends at betonline.net. I can pretty much promise you that. Again, how will the season play out? We'll see, but as of July 12th, it's looking daunting. And by the way, speaking of Kansas State, I would say that Kansas State was probably the most notable other offer for Missouri running back, or at least we think future Missouri running back, Jamal Roberts from St. Mary's High School in St. Louis, Missouri. He committed actually about a week ago now. Let's see, July 3rd was actually his commitment date. So that's been a minute, obviously. It's been a minute since I've been on this podcast. Apologies by, for that, by the way. I know I've been a little sporadic, but by the way, August 1st, we'll be back to the five days a week format. I can promise you that. So circle your, your calendars. But I think maybe the interesting note here about Jamal Roberts seems like somebody Missouri really believes in as a running back because Rivals has him listed actually as an athlete at six feet tall, 200 pounds. Pretty good size for a running back, and it does sound like that is where Missouri plans to play this young man. And notably, he could end up actually being Missouri's only running back in this 2023 class. In fact, if you would give me even odds on that over at betonline.net, I think I would take it because as of right now, CBC's Jeremiah Love, who is, I think, pretty obviously considered the number one running back in the state, Doesn't sound like he's very likely to come to Mizzou at this point, but hey, in the world of name, image, and likeness, who knows? Somebody could swoop in with an offer that he probably can't refuse. At this point, though, doesn't sound terribly likely on Jeremiah Love of CBC. But you know what? I have more to talk about about recruiting, but this time on the basketball court, excuse me, the basketball court, let's, let's catch up with Dennis Gates and his squad But first, I want to tell you, yes, about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Hey, you might not be into college basketball and football betting. Maybe it's the pros you're into. Pro football, pro basketball, the futures are starting. This is the time of year when I start delving deeply 
into all things football. So why not get some value on some futures bets in July? Maybe it's Major League Baseball. Maybe it's MMA. Well, regardless, betonline.net has you covered. So head to their website today or it'll use your mobile device at BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, one thing that was kind of ironic to me about last season's obviously pretty bad Missouri basketball team is that really they had some pretty good forwards, some decent taller front court players, Kobe Brown, Trevin Brazil. I thought Ronnie DeGray, obviously the latter two are, are going to be back this season. Actually, some decent forward production there. That's a th- that's three guys that I can absolutely live with from those two spots. But the wings and and the guards really left a lot to be desired, especially especially those guards. I would say. But you know what? After last week, I kind of just my take on Anthony Robinson, the second. Actually, in fact, Anthony Robinson, the first signing by Dennis Gates, first high school signing, I should say. Well, my first take was, hey, I'll just trust Gates at this point. But after getting a little bit of a chance to watch some of his his play at the EYBL, a, in, I believe an AAU tournament this past week, you know, just some highlights here and there, getting sort of the scuttlebutt from others who actually saw him play in person, really does seem like like Gates found found a really nice fit here, especially for his, the type of player he likes. He's listed at six feet four, so a guy who tends to be a more of a point guard type. That's really nice size. And especially defensively, clearly that's the type of player that Dennis Gates wants to attract. Guys who can switch at the very least one through three, if not one through four or five, but certainly one through three, right? You want to be able to just guard on guard type screens. If you can't switch that, you've got a big time problem. But hey, even a guy like Anthony Robinson at six feet four, if you really want to take your six foot nine power forward and try to beat him in the low post on a mismatch, I think that's something I would invite if I were Missouri and Dennis Gates. That's just my philosophy. If low post basketball is generally out of style and considered inefficient statistically, well, how good can the guy who doesn't usually post up be at it? Most guys don't even have a post move at this point. So to me, force them to post up especially a guy who's six feet four and not five foot ten. There's a big, big difference there. But again, Robinson definitely looks like a player to me, a guy who has nice feel, a guy who seems to be able to score and distribute. So I approve, long story short. But again, just a real preference for tall wings and tall guards and just arm length on the perimeter that you can obviously see from Dennis Gates and Charlton Young so far. And speaking of which, well, Trent Pierce, who is listed at six foot eight, he might even be six foot ten, though, according to some reports. Only 185 pounds, listed as a small forward, by the way. So again, just a massive amount of length. Missouri played Florida State recently in the past couple years. I can't remember if it was this past year or the previous year off the top of my head, but regardless. We saw what the Seminoles' defense looks like when it works. Just length and hands and switchability all over the court. Well, somebody like Trent Pierce could really fit that mold. Again, a small forward who's pushing six foot ten at this point. Sounds like a little bit of late growth 
there in high school. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it does seem like, based on his official visits, it'll either be between Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Minnesota, or Missouri. And I think Missouri feels pretty good about their chances, so we'll see what happens there with Trent Pierce. Regardless, I think Missouri's in pretty good shape with a bunch of interesting prospects who, again, are almost all going to be at the very least a 6'3 or 6'4 guard. I haven't seen anybody less than that size so far, at least on sort of your hot boards and, and, and all that good stuff. The people who really follow re- recruiting, the pros out there, all the names are at least that size. So something to keep in mind there if you're a Missouri basketball fan. And thanks, as always, for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen. Get more on the Southeastern Conference by making Locked on SEC your second listen. Every day, host Chris Gordy and the local experts of Locked on take you across the SEC in 30 minutes or less. Make Locked on SEC your second listen. That's Locked on SEC. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and hopefully Trent Pierce will have committed by the next time I see you on Locked on Mizzou.